India's inflation number in August touched 7% and the industrial production growth number for July came in at a low single digit. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Jia Money. I am Momita Pal and in today's episode I will talk about all the important events which has happened in the past 2 weeks. Also in today's special topic I will talk about the pros and cons of holding a mutual fund in a DMAT account. Let us begin. Talking about Europe, the European Central Bank has now increased the policy rates by 75 basis points. Earlier it had increased the policy rate by 50 basis points. So right now the policy rate in Europe is 0.75%. The message from the European Central Bank is very clear. Inflation is high and it's a cause of concern and the policy members would continue to keep on increasing the policy rates aggressively. The worrying factor is Russia has stopped its gas supply to Europe via the Nord Stream. Now the winter months are approaching in Europe and this cut off of the gas supply is going to cost the Europeans heavily. Inflation is likely to remain high and there is a high risk of the economy moving into recession. Moving to UK Soon after being elected as a prime minister of UK, Liz Truss has announced a package to tackle the energy bills. This package is amounting to around 150 billion dollars. The queen has died last week and this is likely to estimate the nation around 6 billion pounds. This includes the coronation and the funeral cost. Both the things are going to cost to the exchequer. the economy is already facing a high probability of a recession and already high at high inflation levels moving to us the labor market data for august was released a week ago this is showing mixed trends the non farm payrolls data was released 315000 jobs were added employment is now 240000 jobs above its pre pandemic level However, despite the addition of the new jobs, the unemployment actually increased in the month of August. Why did it happen? Some experts say that it is due to the rise in the labor force participation rate. Within soft data, the ISM index for both the manufacturing and the services improved in the month of August. This was due to a stronger order growth and employment. The supply side bottlenecks and the price pressures are also easing as per the ISM index report. The Federal Reserve will be meeting this week and the market expectation is that the Federal Reserve will increase the policy rates by 75 basis points. What it will do with quantitative tightening that will be highly anticipated in the monetary policy meeting. Moving to India, there has been a slew of data which has been released in the last 2 weeks. Starting with the two important data releases which has been released earlier today. Number 1 is the CPI inflation. The inflation in the month of August touched 7%. This is due to higher food prices. Last month the number was 6.7%. The 7% number is higher than what the market had expected. In India's inflation has remained above 6% for 8 months in a row now. As per the mandate between the RBI and the government of India, if inflation remains above or below the inflation corridor which is 2 to 6%, then the rbi is accountable to explain to the government why inflation is not in the inflation corridor and also the corrective measures it wants to take to make sure that inflation comes down to that level 
Now it is unlikely that inflation will come down to 6% next month. So the RBI will be very uncomfortable at this point of time. Now we all know why inflation has been high and inflation has been high due to the high food and commodity prices, not things which the RBI is in control of. However, this number would be bothering and RBI is likely to act by increasing the policy rates aggressively in the next few months. Moving to growth, the industrial production growth number which was also released earlier today showed that the July number was pretty dismal. At 2.4%, it was a large drop from the number in June. Earlier, the GDP for the first quarter number was released. The first quarter number for FY23 was 13.5%. There were a few factors which helped this high number. Firstly, there was a favorable base effect at play. Secondly, there was a normalization of the pent-up activity. Despite the high number in the first quarter of FY23, the consensus expectation is that GDP would be around only 7% in FY23. The merchandise trade deficit data for August has also been released. Both the oil and the non-oil exports are showing moderation. Why is this? This is because of the fall in the crude prices. And the decline in the oil and the commodity prices has led to the moderation in imports as well. However, the trade deficit for the first five months has already reached $125 billion. Now, this is almost double the number of the previous year. Now, moving to soft data, both the manufacturing and the services PMI remain robust in the month of August. The manufacturing PMI, although it dips slightly, is being held up by the strong growth in output and the new orders and the low inflationary pressures. The services is improving with new orders and the rise in the services employment. Business sentiments is also at an all-time high. Now to round up the economies, China is facing a slowdown in the property sector, the consumer confidence is down, the unemployment is rising. Now moving to UK and Europe, the inflation is at very high levels and there is a high risk of recession in both these economies. In US, despite the fear of the recession, the economic data shows that US remains in a growth trajectory. Talking about India, high inflation will mean that the RBI will act aggressively and increase the policy rate. High policy rates, squeeze in the liquidity may restrain pickup in the economic growth activities. Now moving to today's special topic, the pros and cons of holding a mutual fund in a DMAT form. When I started investing in mutual funds many years ago, I was confused regarding many terms which are associated with a mutual fund. What is a NAV or a net asset value? What is an AUM, asset under management? Simply, how do you choose a mutual fund? My lack of knowledge led me to go to a mutual fund broker. I opened a DMAT account with him and started investing in mutual funds. Over the years, my knowledge grew, especially since I am part of the financial industry. I relied on my own research and I selected my mutual funds. So the research and the advisory was mine, but I used the portal to transact in the mutual funds. So I still took the use of the mutual fund broker. After some years, I realized that this was not the most optimal method of working. My returns were getting squeezed. Now, before I go into how and why my return was getting squeezed, let me explain a few terms. One can buy a mutual fund through a direct plan or a regular plan. In a direct plan, the investor buys directly from a mutual fund company. Usually, it is their own website. On the other hand, a mutual fund can be also bought through a regular plan. When an investor buys a regular plan, he buys it through an advisor, broker or a distributor. 
so there is an intermediary who is involved in the process now the other important definition is to understand that mutual funds can be bought in a physical or a demat form a physical form does not mean that you will actually be holding papers it means that the mutual fund transactions are settled and recorded by the individual amc which is the asset management company and the rta which is the registrar and transfer agents in the demat mode it is the same amc and the rta who will still be doing the settlement however the folio belongs to the client's dp or the depository participants account so in most cases an investor would either opt for the physical mode and buy the mutual funds through the direct plan there would be other investors who would take the demat route and opt for regular plans i was in the second group and since i was in the second group i was paying quite a few charges now what are these charges firstly there is a charge for opening a demat account secondly there is also a charge for maintaining the demat account apart from these two charges there is also transaction charge every time there is a transaction which is done the transaction charge is levied alongside there are also commissions which are which is being paid to the mutual fund agent what are these commissions first there is an upfront payment which goes to the agent whenever a new purchase of a mutual fund is made there is also an interesting trail commission which is paid this ranges from around 0.5% to 1% based on the mutual fund company and the product this money is paid from the total net worth of the investor and this money is paid even if there is no new transaction this money is paid on the existing investment till the time it is withdrawn so if in the past year you have not done any transaction in the mutual fund then also this trail commission would be paid to the mutual fund agent now how does it matter it matters because if an investor buys a direct plan he will get a higher net asset value of the mutual fund compared to a regular plan and similarly the return of the direct plans are also higher since a, a lower expense ratio compared to the regular plans so does it mean that the demat route has no benefits and only costs no that is not true if you take the demat route then you can see all your investments consolidated in one place all your shares mutual funds bonds sovereign gold bonds everything will be in one account so it helps you in tracking your investments easily for investors who do not take the demat route for them the consolidated statement is issued by the cdsl or the ndsl and that helps you give a consolidated view but that happens every month now the other benefit for a demat route is that only one nominee is required to transfer all your mutual funds after the after your death however for the physical form a nominee has to be named for each and every folio separately the third and the most important point is the advisory which comes with the demat when you are taking the services of the mutual fund broker the broker will help you choose the best funds among the possible funds which are existing so what should an investor do if you need the advisory services to choose which mutual fund then having a mutual fund distributor is helpful if on the other hand you are someone who does your own research and your own transactions then holding the demat account may not be useful if you want me to do a podcast on how to change from a demat to a physical form do write to me at ps.momita@gmail.com Please do your own due diligence before taking any financial decisions and stay on top of your investments. Happy investing. Thank you for your time. I am Momita Pal and you were listening to Dear Money.